Welcome, everyone, to Under the Fig Tree. My name is Troy. And I'm Bruce. And we welcome you to our podcast. We are finally back after a, a bit of a hiatus. So <laughs> if, if we want to call this season two, I guess we can call it season two. Hey. Uh, so we are very happy that you took the time to join us. We're looking forward to your listenership. To Is that a good word? Is that even a word? We'll call it a word. We're going to call it a word. Right. Your listenership for our podcast. We had a lot of fun last season. Uh, I think we did a lot of good. Uh, had some very fruitful conversations, and we do have one again today. And yeah. we're starting out season two with a bang. So <laughs> our conversation today, we're going to talk about the lover of our soul, the keeper of our countenance, uh, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think that's a wonderful way to start this season. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Man, it's, it's it you know, to talk about Jesus is in, I mean, it would take all of eternity, <laughs> yeah. you know. So we're going to do the best we can. <laughs> you know, with <laughs> with the extremely limited time we have, because right. it can take all of eternity to talk about him. It, it would take all of eternity. It would. It would. <laughs> you know, I love what John said. John said, he said, you know, it, to even attempt, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said to even attempt to write down everything that Jesus did when he was here. He said, I suppose it would take all the books Still wouldn't even contain in the it. whole world, <laughs> yeah, and it still wouldn't touch the surface of of who Jesus is and what he did. Yeah, it's amazing because uh, you know one thing we know about Jesus just by that uh, what John said is there are some things that he did do that aren't recorded, and it's quite possible there's some ways that he did things that aren't recorded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, that that's another thing. You know, in and of itself, I am one. You know, I've been walking this walk for a good little while. Uh, I know you've been down the road a little bit longer. I have enjoyed my time uh, serving Jesus and not just serving him, but just hanging out with him. Yeah. Uh, getting to know him and uh, him showing me more about who I am. I would say him getting to know me, but he already knows me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's just he's just showing me more of who I am. And it's interesting because you get to those points in life and you do something, you're like, I didn't know I could do that. And wow. You know, he's yeah. like, yeah, you could do that. Like, you could do that the whole time. You just yeah. had to yeah. grow into it. So yeah. Yeah. that's been part of the fun for me. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting, okay, about something that you just said. I asked a question one time. I asked God a question. Why do you need us to pray? He said, I don't need you to pray. I want you to pray. And my point was to God, you're God. Mm-hmm. You, in, on one hand, you say you've actually done everything that you have chosen to do for us, which is everything, by sending us Jesus Christ. Right. What's the point of prayer if you say you've already done? He said, well, prayer allows me to interact with you and you to interact with me. And so even based on what you just said about, you know, it's really you getting to know Jesus— but it's such an interesting dynamic because even though he knows everything about us, he kind of interacts with us right. as if he doesn't. Right. If that makes any sense. <laughs> it does. You know what I'm saying? So he will he will ask a question that he already knows the answer to. 
and that he already knows you don't know. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's it's sort of like, uh, you know, Ezekiel, can these bones live? I love that particular scripture, only, you know. Only you know, Lord. Oh, and I was like, only you know, Lord. And, uh, you know, and, and <laughs> in the back of my heart, it's like I hear the Lord say to Ezekiel, Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> right now, let's talk about it and let's let's have some fun. You know. Yeah. And so, where the relationship is concerned, it's amazing to me because what you see in Jesus, even Jesus the man, Troy. You know what I say. You know, I think so many people have a picture of Jesus that he floated across the ground. His right. feet never got dirty. Great. You know, he floated about two feet off the ground. You know what I'm saying? And had this holy halo around him, you know, and yet, and yet the Bible doesn't sustain that. Correct. The Bible doesn't substantiate that. The Bible shows us a man who gets down on the ground and plays with children. The Bible shows us a man who gets tired and goes in the bottom of the boat and say, y'all handle it, I'm going to sleep. So it's very interesting, man, when, you, when we consider Jesus who is God, but also consider Jesus who calls himself continually the son of man right to make the connection with us that that even everything that I'm doing here I only do what my father does I only say what my father says but I want you to understand that I'm doing it not as Jesus God I'm doing it as Jesus the man so that I can be the perfect example for you and help you to understand that this is what I've called you to as well and I love that you know um one thing that we always have to keep in mind and, uh, and I think we need to teach it more often and emphasize it more often is the humanity yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we recognize the deity of Jesus, you know, and, and, but there has to be that, that balance between the two. Uh, has to be. Because we don't, we don't really talk about the humanity. Jesus being our perfect example of the perfect man. Yep. God in the flesh comes down here, becomes like one of us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but not completely like but one of us. But not completely like one of us. <laughs> you like know? that old sin thing. You exactly. Know, just decided, <laughs> yeah, no, we don't need any of that right there. He gives us a great picture. Um, one thing that I like to to point out, and I, I love this about Jesus, is that the the, the temptation scene yeah. when he was taken into the wilderness or, yes. and he was fasting and it was after he was hungry, you know, that, that Satan tempted him. Yes. And when we read the passages, it says, hey, God, can't be tempted with evil. Right. He won't tempt you with evil because he himself can't be tempted right. with evil. Right, right, right. Like, well, wait a minute. If he's 100% God, then how is he being tempted? How, how is well, he being tempted? That shows you. Yeah, Not that's the great. 100% God of him. It was the man part of him that was tempted, but it was great the 100% point. God of him that kept the man from falling. Man, that's, that's why great. The, the scripture says, now unto him, who? The father. That's able to keep you from falling. Yes. And, and we have to recognize that Jesus operated uh, using the God part of him yes. to keep him from falling. And, and that same God that he is is in us now. Yeah. Uh, and we're able to use that. We're able to, if you put on Christ, like the Bible says, it never yeah. tells you to take him off. Right. Just put on Christ. Right. And we put that on. You have Holy Spirit guidance. You would never fall if you listen to yeah. him 100% of the time. Right. That's, right. That's, that's great. And the scripture you referenced, just for people who might, I'm sure there's some more Bible scholars out there, <laughs> uh, more astute than us, but the, that reference was Matthew 4 and 1, where Jesus goes into the wilderness 
you know, he's led by the spirit into the wilderness, you know, to be tempted of the devil. So, but um, yeah, man, yeah, you know, there's something that I always say, Jesus uh, is our example in all things. I, I kind of changed that a little bit. And I, I kind of now say Jesus is our example in all things godly. There you go. I like it. <laughs> you know I what I'm like saying? It. I just kind of threw that a little extra <laughs> just to make sure people understand, you know. But um, but yeah, I, I you said earlier about talking about his humanity doesn't bring him down, doesn't dishonor, it doesn't do any of that. Not at all. Jesus presented himself, God presented himself, you see, mm-hmm. in the form of his own creation to show us not not only not only to relieve us of the effects of sin right not only to give us that ticket to skip hell and go to heaven and all of that but to actually show us how to live this life it's uh, a great point sin free that's a great point you know what i'm saying it, you know okay so you know how we get to talking and stuff like this <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things i i have taught in the past to our, our Bible study, uh, which, which is, here's my shameless plug. It's on, <laughs> it's on Tuesday nights at 7.30. <laughs> the shameless I plug. I love it. I love but it. one of the things that we've taught uh, before uh, uh, during those Bible studies is when we look at the life of Jesus coming here to the earth, it wasn't just about relieving us from sin, which is a great point that he did come here to do yes, that. right. But you also threw something in there too. He showed us how we could live. Yes. And he also showed us how we should live. Yes. But then there's something else, Bruce, that that captures it should capture the imagination. He also came here to simplify things. Oh. Oh man. That's he good. came here to simplify things. They said, Master, Master, which is the greatest law? And he, he goes, I guess, cataloging through his mind all six hundred and thirteen Levitical yeah. laws. And he's like, you know what? I tell you what, let's do it this way. You love God with everything you have, and you love your neighbor like you love yourself. And if you do these two things, yeah. it takes care of the other 613. Oh, man, that's a great you know? point, so, Troy. And I loved it. I loved that. So when Jesus came here, it wasn't just about, and I think, look, if we get caught there, it, I don't think people should get just stuck there. Praise God that he came here for our salvation, salvation. and eradicate us of sin, and I right. love that. That's right. the only way back to the Father. Yeah. But if we just get stuck there, then the only thing we see is the Savior part, and we never get yeah. to the Lordship part. Right, right, so. right, 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 right. That's great. And and it's, it's you know, and it's important because you, you can't, you know, you don't get to the rest of it without the salvation part. Correct. Right? So, once again, to talk about his example to us as a human being so that we can, because there's a really big but that was Jesus mentality. <laughs> yeah. I had that conversation with a brother just recently, you know, and he was struggling a little bit because of his, his background, you know, right. and I won't call the denomination cause I'm not trying to, you know, you know <laughs> God bless everybody who believes in him, no yes. matter, you know, but he was struggling because of his background and his teaching and, and, uh, and I said something that really caught his attention, and so he pulled me to the side, and he was really trying to just grasp it and understand it. And, and one of the things that I recognized was that he, he, he had that, but that was Jesus mentality. And I challenged him on it. 
some of the very things we just talked about pointing to his humanity, mm-hmm. like the temptation yeah. pointing to that. And he goes, oh, wow, I didn't think about that, right? He's our example in all things godly yeah. to show us how to live this life and live it successfully. One of the things that I believe the Lord told us just uh, and, and I'm a little foggy right now as I think about it, but it was either just before or just after uh, COVID hit. And one of the things that, that the Lord said to us, I believe the Lord said to us, was people are going to have to change. They're going to have to adjust their definition of success. Oh, boy. And it and, and I'm, I'm pressing upon my people to make sure that their definition of success matches my definition of success. Oh boy. And I believe that in this conversation talking about Jesus, Jesus came to sh- to be an example to us of what God the Father's definition of success looks like. And we've talked about this at yeah. our at our at our men's breakfast. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this. That's another uh, that's plug. another little shameless plug. You saw how I put that in there, you know. Second, uh, second Saturday. Second Saturday second um, in the <laughs> Charlotte region. Anyway, so, um, but we talked about that, you know, among the men. And one of the points that came out was sometimes God's definition of success to men in particular can look like losing. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so when you look at Jesus, right? It can, you know, he he was our he was our example in that, right? So here, there are people who think that he's coming for the huge takeover, and that he's gonna just wipe everybody out, call some <laughs> angels in, right? Just start clean slate, and yet he dies on a cross. Yeah, he, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, he dies on a cross. He's buried in a borrowed tomb. He hangs on a tree, and you know better than anybody I know the historical ramifications of all of those things, the fact that he's hung on a tree, shame, dishonor, mm-hmm. right? The fact that he's buried in a borrowed tomb, shame, mm-hmm. dishonor. Mm-hmm. So he came to die to set us all free, and at the same time, in order to do it, it appeared to to us that he lost. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And so that is really something to grasp as a human being that if that 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 the whole idea, Troy, of laying down my life for my friends, mm-hmm. it's not taking up the sword and slaying everybody. And yeah, now I'm successful and I've got victory. No, he comes and says, You want real success? You want the father's kind of success? Lay yeah. down your life for your friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely doesn't match our definition of success. It I, does not. I think that's part of the frustration that you see with Thomas. Yes. You know, Thomas's yes. frustration was, look, I followed this guy for yeah. three and a half yep. years and I did everything he told me to do. Yep. And I was sold out. I bought into everything. And he's dead now. And he's dead. He's dead. And you know, what's so funny is, is, uh, uh, when we look at Dalton Thomas, that's what that's what we 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 refer to him as. But uh-huh. you got to think about this, and it's something real interesting. He gets the nickname Dalton Thomas because of this incident. But 
it's so funny. It's not the world that called him Downton Thomas. Right. Church. It's the church that did. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And the church just, you know, oh, I can't believe. I can't believe you didn't believe. While we're sitting here with the rest of the book and we know what happened. Right. Thomas didn't have that. That's exactly right. Thomas didn't have that. But if you go back just a couple of chapters before that, when they were going to, uh, Jesus was called to go raise Lazarus. Yeah. Was that uh John 11, I think it's somewhere, somewhere around there. Somewhere 11, around 12, there. somewhere around there. Uh, Jesus, I mean, they were saying, hey, look, man, if you go, they're going to kill you. Right. Jesus was like, I'm rolling anyway. That's what I got to do. Yep. That's my that's my buddy. I'm, yep. I'm going anyway. And Thomas. The, Thomas. Thomas was the one that said, you know what? Let's let's go. Let's go and we'll die together. We'll, we'll die together. That doesn't sound like doubt to me. It doesn't sound like doubt to me. It doesn't sound like, and you can see Thomas's frustration yeah. to your point, you yeah. know, because I believe in this thing, and if we got to die, we'll die together. Yeah. And then it happens that it's just Jesus that dies. Just Jesus. He's like, well, well, what do we do now? Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of one of those things, man. Is he does show you what success looks like? But yeah. the funny thing when you said that, the funny thing about success is we will measure it several different ways. Yeah. But how was Jesus' success measured? It was only in his obedience. It was only in in his obedience. That was it. Because be, and and boy, that 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 brings another point up in my mind. There's something that I I I've said to people a lot, and it seems like I've said it a lot lately, and it has to do with um, with um, self evaluation. There's so many, so many times we self evaluate. Right, and one of the things that I found after out, you know, coming out of the the couple years I've been around, you know, what I'm saying been been around a couple of years walking with <laughs> the Lord, right, is that the things that I think I'm really messed up in, I have found God is not really that concerned about, and the things that I, you know, what I'm saying that I think I'm really tight with God in. God is like, I really want to talk to you about those things. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I've come to the conclusion over the years that self-evaluation is good or can be good, but it really doesn't do a whole lot to further you along in your walk with God. It's important to go to him and be willing to say, okay, Father, where am I? Right. Where am I? You tell me where I am. And then I'll know for sure where I am, as opposed to me assuming that I'm someplace that I I may not be at all. Right. And that's I believe that was one of the major things about the life of Jesus. He spent so much time in prayer. Yes. You know, and, and just coming into it. He gets yeah. baptized. And the first thing that happens, God says, OK, this is my son. Yeah. Affirmation from the beginning. There's no self-evaluation there. No. It just comes from the father. It just comes from the father. And I love that because he's done nothing yet. Done nothing. <laughs> he's he's done, pleased with them and he's done nothing. He's done nothing. At that yet, point, man. he had done nothing. You know. Yeah, I love and that. You gotta love that, man. I mean, for anybody, anybody struggling with identity, that's all day. I mean, that's all that's everything, man. Yeah. The fact that the father would affirm me. Because see, now I'm transferring it to me. I know that he's my example in that. Yeah. And I know that God is no respecter of persons. And I know, according to the word of God, that I'm an 
I'm an an heir of God. Yeah. And joint heir with this one Jesus we're talking about. Yeah. So that helps me to know that he's not he's no respecter of persons, and that helps me to break that. But that was Jesus mentality. Yeah. You know. So I love that man that that he presents. He and he handles Jesus that way because that gives me all hope that he's handling me that way. That's right. And I found it to be no different. It is no different. <laughs> I found him to be no different. He is no different. You know what I'm saying? You're right. I found him to be absolutely no different. The things that I have not done well and I know that I've not done well, he didn't beat me up about it. Yeah, and that's, you know, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's let let's sit there for a minute, okay? Okay. So we're talking about Jesus, you know, and uh there there's all kind of uh you mentioned denominations and I'm not going to mention them, you know, <laughs> specifically. Uh you, you know I'll go on a tirade. But <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to mention denominations specifically, but you do have these different teachings um kind of a lot of people just take the, the 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 joy out of serving. Yeah. Uh because we have this idea about Jesus uh that he was a stick in the mud and you know that he wasn't fun and stoic. Yeah, he's always staring off into nothing. He's all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's somewhere between this world and, and another yeah, world. Man. Yeah. We just have this this weird kind of uh wow. teaching and and understanding and and we perpetuate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, you notice in Scripture when these festivals happen, Jesus is invited. The wedding, Jesus is invited. Yeah. And, you know, if he was if he was that way, he probably would not have been invited. Right. Um, but I think when you start to get into your own personal relationship, you, you actually get to see how much fun. I've actually heard him laugh at me. Before. Yeah, me too. Like, at me. Me too. Um, when I thought I had a better plan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I thought I had a better plan than the one he laid out. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. had that experience, man. Yeah, so it's crazy. I, I kind of had to back off of that. It's crazy, <laughs> but I, I have so much fun with him as he's teaching me how to navigate through life. Yes, teaching me how to navigate through issues, and I, I believe one of the comforting things uh, that that we need to be able to see uh, is that uh, I think in Hebrews it tells us that he's he's been touched with pretty much anything we could be touched with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so it's not, I think that's one of the beauties of Jesus being here in the earth. Yeah. God in human form knew what hunger was, but he had never experienced it. Yeah. And he knew what fatigue was, but he never experienced it. Yeah, oh, that's such a great point, You know, he he knew what all these things were, but he had never, he didn't have intimate knowledge of it. Such a great point. You know, but then he comes here in the form of a man. He puts on humanity, and now he knows now here's here's what you gotta do. He knows what it means to be hungry. Yeah. And in that state of hunger, still not sin. Yeah. And he knows what it is to be tired. Yeah. And in that state of being fatigued, still not sin. <sighs> and and sometimes, like you said, we will. Okay, I just said that because I was tired. You mm. know, I, no, no. He knew what it was like to be tired, and he yeah. still didn't sin. Still didn't sin. You know, so that's one of the beauties that we have to be able to capture with this. And uh, even in the festivals, he knew what it was like to have fun and yes. still not sin. And still not sin. And we right. have to be able to capture that and look at the humanity Man. of Jesus, um, never, never setting aside his deity. 
Right. But we can't disregard the humanity. We can't. Not not especially not when it's God who set it up like that. So my my thing, Troy, is okay, whatever whatever the Father has presented to us, I ought to receive it all. It's that simple. However the Father has chosen to communicate with us, I ought to receive it all. Yeah. If he decided that he was going to communicate to human beings in three specific personalities, and one of those three personalities, one God, three personalities, but one of those personalities, he would send. I'm still chewing on the fact that Jesus is God and Jesus is the Father's Son, (laughs) and Jesus is the Word of God, Mm -hmm. and Holy Spirit is Jesus' Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that mystical stuff, man, (laughs) that you just have to at some point just say, you know what, I just choose to believe it. Just going to trust him. I'm just going to trust him, and I choose to believe it. But, you know, but my, I, I guess my main point is, however the Father has chosen to present himself to us, we ought to receive it all. Agreed. I know people who will say, yeah, but. And I'm like, well, where, where do you get the butt from? You know, it's and for me, I think I think it comes back to that that linear versus circular thinking, right? Which is almost split right down the line. You know, the difference between East and Western cultures, right? That linear thinking is a big time Western kind of thing. It's either on or it's off, and that's just it. Right. It can't be both. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Western, you know, I mean, the Eastern, you know, people tend to where Jesus is from, tends to think, yeah, no, it, I have no problem with it being both. There's a lot of things that are both and as we as we use a lot. You know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that are both and. And so I just believe that if, if God presented himself and he wanted to present himself in the form of Jesus, the son, who was also Jesus, the word, John yes. 1. Right? Yes. Who is also Jesus the Word. Yes. The Word of God. And the Word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Right? That's so beautiful and poetic, man. <laughs> but it's deep when you think about it. Yeah. It's really deep. And 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 so I'm learning personally, I'm learning to just say, Okay. Okay. I I, I see it in there. I don't understand it all. But I see it in there. Choose to believe it. I choose to believe it. That's right. As plain and simple as that. Don't complicate it. Um, there was a there was a smart guy, <laughs> Einstein. Yeah, I believe it was Einstein. If I'm not correct, somebody out there will correct me. But I do believe it was Einstein who said, "When you get a really simple answer to a really complicated issue or problem, you just heard from God." <laughs> I thought that was great, man. Very, very slick saying, too. You know what I'm like saying? <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. He, he, you said it earlier in the conversation. He came to simplify everything. Yeah. Oh, I Troy. I do believe that. Man. I do believe that. Such a great point, man. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and such a poignant point because in a world full of chaos, right now, Yes. <laughs> We're recording this. We're recording this. That's all the time we have for now. And we'll pick back up the next time we come together under the fig tree.